0: Welcome to the Strong Sassy Single Mom Podcast. I'm Josie Smith. I'm a single mom of teens, personal growth junkie, entrepreneur and business owner, writer, creator, and coach. You don't have to be a single parent to get value out of this podcast. But if you are, I'm here to remind you that you're not alone in the journey. And I'm here to help you remind yourself who you are, to reclaim your identity, and grow your confidence as a parent, to help you with the strategies to manage your time your finances, and your personal relationships. To help you rediscover yourself beyond the roles you've taken on and to reconnect with yourself on a deeper level so you can create the life for yourself and for your family that you've always dreamed of, because you deserve it. In this podcast, you'll find a combination of real, tangible strategies you can implement in your life, as well as the tools to help you navigate some of the deep inner work that needs to take place in order to take your identity and your life to the next level. We are digging into all of it. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hey guys, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know the drill. If you're new here, just a heads up. You might hear some language in some of these episodes and if you have small kids around and that bothers you, now's the time. Grab your headphones. Real quick, I want to let you know that my brand new 30-day purpose journal is now available. This journal was written to help you reconnect with yourself so you can realign with your purpose and reignite your dreams. And this journal is for anyone who is looking to start a simple journaling practice that's also very effective and very purposeful the morning and evening journaling prompts are designed to help you get super deep super fast because i know you're busy i know many of you are moms i know many of you have jobs i know many of you are aspiring entrepreneurs and you recognize the importance of having some sort of journaling practice or morning and evening routine, and you know how important it is to set aside a little piece of your day just for you so that you have the energy and the ability to pour into everyone around you. But you've also got a lot going on and you have to prioritize your time and use your time wisely. So I wrote this journal to be very intentional while also only taking you 10 or 15 minutes at a time to work through. So check it out. I'll leave a link in the show notes. All right, now let's get right into today's episode. Today I'm going to give you a little bit of a life update. And then I'm going to actually do something new I haven't done before. I'm actually going to do a little q and I had a question sent to me by... A follower and a listener, and I decided to answer it here in an episode. Because when I first started this podcast, I told you guys I was going to talk about things I was dealing with and learning and navigating through in real time, in real life. And sometimes it would be business, and sometimes it would be related to single parenting, and sometimes it would just be life. And I realized I hadn't shared a lot of just life, you know? And so I wanted to just be real for a little bit with some of the things I've been dealing with and working through and while it's not all necessarily directly related to building a business or entrepreneurship, it's just the real shit that impacts how I'm able to build a business and navigate through entrepreneurship and also how doing this as a single mom plays into it all. And If you're listening to this episode on the day it's released, which is Friday, April 21st, I will actually be at a super hype, super fun women's event in Columbus, Ohio, which is about a 12-hour drive from my home in Omaha, Nebraska. And yes, I said drive because if I'm traveling somewhere that's 12-ish hours or less, I'm driving because I've always enjoyed driving. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Number one, it's a way for me to feel like I'm outside without actually having to deal with the weather that is outside. Because for a good part of the year, Nebraska is way too cold. And for another good part of the year, Nebraska is way too windy. And for another good part of the year, Nebraska is way too hot. So driving allows me to like, experience the sunshine and the blue skies and looking at nature, moving through nature even, while also being in a heated, air-conditioned, wind-proofed vehicle. But I also sometimes like to roll down the windows and get some fresh air. It just depends on the weather. Number two, when I started driving at 16, my car was like the only thing I owned, the only space I owned that was just mine if i was stressed or just didn't want to be around people i could jump in my car and drive and nobody would bother me i would listen to music and drive to just relax or clear my head or to figure things out or talk to myself and i would get on back roads and back highways and literally just get lost it was one time i felt like i was in control of my life and free because i was behind the wheel and i could decide where i was going and nobody else was telling me where to go. And number three, when I had kids and when my kids were babies, they were both super colicky and they both cried a lot. And I would often have a hard time getting them to go to sleep at night. So I'd put them in their little car seats and we'd drive around for hours and that would be the only thing that would calm them down and get them to fall asleep. So I've always loved to drive. Just about every car I've ever owned, I've put about 200,000 miles on. And I will have already made it to Columbus when this episode comes out. But as as I'm recording it, I'm still a few days away from actually hitting the road for, for this particular event. And as I start to attend more and more of these events, and as I take on more and more in this business I'm building, it's forcing me to become a lot more intentional about when i actually create content for this podcast or for social media or for my weekly newsletters and you may have noticed i didn't have an episode last friday i typically release new episodes every tuesday and every friday but it was the first time since starting this podcast that i didn't have a friday episode and in my overall plan for this podcast. I have worked in a little bit of space to be able to skip a specific day a few times throughout the year. Because while I want to be consistent and I want to provide consistent content for you, I also need to be able to take care of myself. I also need to make sure I'm giving myself enough space so I don't get overwhelmed or burned out and so that the content I am putting out is actually valuable. I don't want to put out crap just so I can say I put something out. So last Friday came the week after Easter, and typically I record on weekends. But since it was a holiday weekend and I spent most of the weekend with family, I gave myself the space to just record one episode for that next week instead of two. And I just want to tell you what else I've been dealing with, because I feel like I feel like we're friends at this point. If you've been listening to me for the past several months and you're still here, we're definitely friends now. So this is my little mini life update for you. So for starters, a few weeks ago, Olivia's car, that's my 19 year old, her car was parked in the street in front of our house and someone ran into it and totaled it. So I'm in the middle of dealing with an insurance company over the value of the car and what they're offering to give me to total it out and whether or not I want to keep the car and try to fix the car or just sign it over. And I'm not one to back down from a fight, so this could drag on for a while. And then I've been having issues with the plumbing in my house. I have to have my main drain hydro jetted once every Year or once every two years because it's old and there's tree roots. And really, what really needs to happen is the whole ass thing just needs to be dug up and relayed. Like, I need a whole new main drain line all the way from under my house to the city sewer line. But it's going to be a huge undertaking because my main drain goes out the back of my house through my backyard. And I have an excessively deep backyard, it is really, really long. So I haven't quite committed to digging the whole thing up yet. Anyway, the point here is my drain is draining slow again, so I need to have the plumbers come back out and hydrojet it again. But I just haven't had time to get it set up yet. And when I was doing laundry, my basement drain was starting to back up, so I was getting water in my basement. And with two teenagers in the house and one who's playing multiple sports, I have a lot of laundry. I am always doing laundry. Well, I decided for the first time in my 40 something years on this planet that I was going to go to the laundromat. Yes. In my whole entire life, I had never once been to a laundromat. Even when I was younger and lived in apartments, I never even considered an apartment that didn't have a laundry room in the actual unit, like in the actual apartment itself. It wasn't enough to even have a community laundry facility like on site. No, I needed a laundry room in my actual apartment so I could do my laundry without walking out my front door, which is definitely helpful. And as far as I was concerned, necessary when you have Babies and small kids, because you want to be able to throw things in the wash at 2 a.m. if the need arises, because the need often arises. So, anyway, sorry guys, I'm giving you my whole life story today. But, like I was saying, just last week, I went to the laundromat for the first time ever in my whole entire life. And I honestly had no idea what to expect. No idea. But I did my research before I went. Because I'm kind of a nerd. And I didn't want to do my laundry in like a gross, dirty, rundown, disgusting laundromat. So I wanted to try and find a nice one. At least the nicest one I could find within reasonable distance. And the first time I went, I took Eli with me. That's my 14-year-old. To help me carry the laundry baskets and stuff. Now you guys, maybe I'm just a super weirdo. But I loved doing my laundry at the laundromat. I was able to put the equivalent of four loads of laundry into one huge washing machine. And I actually had two of these washing machines running at the same time, which would have been like eight loads of laundry if I had done it at home. And then I even had like a couple of other washing machines running with smaller loads because they needed to be washed separately. And once I had all the washing machines started, I was actually able to run a quick errand and then come back and switch everything to dryers. And then I made a huge mistake. I decided I could take Eli home because I didn't need his help anymore. The laundromat was actually really quiet. And so I decided he didn't need to stick around and that I could handle it from there. So I took him home. And then when I got back to the laundromat, and the dryers were done, I spent the next 45 freaking minutes folding everything by myself. That was on me. I definitely should have made him stick around and help me fold. But even with doing it all myself, I was able to get all the laundry done in like two hours. Normally I'm doing laundry all weekend long like all day. Saturday, all day. Sunday, I am starting and switching laundry and even during the week, I would try to throw in at least one load every couple of nights. But when I took it all to the laundromat, I got everything done in 2 hours. And I was even able to run a couple errands while it was running. And I was really impressed with this laundromat. I mean, I did spend about $35 and I actually don't know how that compares because like I said, I've never done this before, but it was super clean. And while I was there, the staff was wiping out and wiping down the machines. Anytime someone would take their laundry out, it was super clean. But next time, I will take both kids with me and make them help me fold because when I do laundry at home, they do fold their own shit. But I didn't want to throw hot clothes like... I didn't want to pull all the clothes out of the dryer while they were still hot and dump them into a basket and squish them into the basket to take home without folding them because i didn't want everything getting all wrinkled so other than the time i spent folding everyone's shit i feel like it was really efficient like i didn't hate it and it was nice to get all the laundry done before the weekend even really started and, and then not have to think about it the whole entire Rest of the weekend. So I was able to spend more time on the weekend doing other things. I'll let you know how I feel about it in a few weeks if I keep doing it. But as of right now, I feel like overall it was a really positive experience. All right, now that I've given you a whole update of basically my entire life over the past few weeks, the thing I really wanted to talk to you about in this episode is actually a question that was sent to me. In my dms and if you've listened to the last few podcast episodes i made the announcement a couple weeks ago that the name of the podcast would be changing by the end of this month the content isn't going to change the intention behind the messages that i share here isn't going to change i'm still coming at you as a strong sassy single mom and i'm still coming at you as An entrepreneur who's navigating, managing entrepreneurship while also being a single mom of teens. And I also have the experience of having been a single mom for about two decades, through all the seasons, through all the stages, and just figuring it out as I go. And that perspective isn't going to change. Because I also know I have a lot of single moms who have been following my journey for years. And I have a lot of single moms who listen and who send me messages. And I love being able to support single moms because it's important to me that single moms know that if you are a single mom, it's important to me that you know that being a single mom doesn't disqualify you from living the life of your dreams, of of living a life that you love and that you are obsessed with. And like I shared in the beginning of this episode, when I started this podcast, I wanted to share with you some of the things I was navigating in real time and also some of the things I had learned through my experience as a single mom, because all of it is relevant when it comes to where I am today, the person I am today, the things I'm able to do today. It's all relevant. So I decided to answer This particular question in the podcast, because honestly, when I was a young single mom, I struggled with this question too. I didn't know the right answer. I didn't know how to figure out the right answer. And it's one of those things that if I could go back and do it over again, I think I would do it differently, at least partially. This question doesn't really have a lot to do with entrepreneurship, and it doesn't even have a lot to do with what I typically talk about. 90% of the time, but sometimes it's important to remember that in order to actually have the bandwidth to be able to work on building your dream life, like I always talk about, that the first thing you need to have is you need your most basic needs to be met. Like if your most basic needs aren't being met, you don't have the ability to focus on anything else. So the question I was asked the other day that I want to spend a little bit of time answering today came from a single mom with two little ones who had gone through a recent breakup from her children's dad. They weren't married, but they had previously been living together and he had decided to move out. And she asked, should I file for child support? Now, a couple of things I wanna add here. Number one, she shared more details with me about her specific situation that I'm not gonna share on the podcast just to respect her privacy. And the other thing I'm gonna add is that I am not an attorney and I'm not trying to give legal advice here. I'm gonna answer from my perspective of being a single mom and of having handled this issue both ways. With one of my kids, I did file for child support. With the other, I didn't. And so my answer here, and I'm actually not going to give you a straight yes or no answer. I'm just going to give you some things to consider so you can answer this for yourself. But my answer is only my opinion and is not to be confused with legal advice because I am not a lawyer. So now that that disclaimer is out of the way, one thing here is. If you were married and you're going through a divorce, child support is gonna be addressed in the divorce. It's just part of it. So this question is really for the single moms who were not married to the father of their child or children. If you're faced with this situation and you're wondering whether or not you should file for child support, I would say in my opinion, in most cases, the more financial support that's available for the child, the better. And I'll get into some specific examples towards the end. But if you're debating for whatever reason, here's a few questions you need to ask yourself. Question number one, can you financially support the child on your own without any outside assistance? And I'm referring to government assistance like Medicaid or some other state provided health insurance, WIC, SNAP benefits, like what my generation would have called food stamps or any other government provided subsidy or assistance program that might be available in your area. And again, like I said, I'm not an attorney, but in every situation I've ever encountered, if you file for government assistance of any kind, typically the government is going to require you to file for child support or they're going to file on your behalf because if the government is financially supporting the child they want to make sure that both parents are providing all the financial support they're able to provide before the government steps in and covers the gap so if you're not able to support the child without government assistance you may not have a choice but to file for child support. Now, there may be some extenuating circumstances here, so if you think you might have one of those extenuating circumstances, I would get some legit legal advice first. But let's say you can support the child without any outside assistance. The second question you need to ask yourself is, is the other parent safe? And what I mean by that is, Are you leaving an abusive situation? Are you leaving a relationship to protect yourself or to protect your children? Because I've seen it many times. If you file for child support, the other parent can turn around and file for partial custody, visitation, whatever. And again, I want to reiterate, I'm going to say this again and again, I'm not a lawyer. If you need actual legal advice, contact a lawyer. Or go down to the legal aid office usually at your district courthouse. Or if you're leaving an abusive situation, there are other resources available to you by way of women's shelters or other nonprofits that can point you in the right direction and give you far more help than I can give you in a podcast episode. But if you file for child support, many times you're opening the door for the other parent to file for custody or visitation or something. And they can do this on their own too. They can file for custody or visitation without you ever filing for child support. But in my experience and what I've seen, a lot of times they'll leave it alone if they aren't being asked for money. Now, that said, most of the time, like 99% of the time, and that's not an actual statistic, that's just me making a point, but most of the time a child is better off when they're allowed to have and develop a healthy relationship with both parents. The only time I would advocate for a child not being able to spend time with a parent is if that parent is actually dangerous, if they actually pose a threat to the safety and well being of the child. So, this is a question you need to ask yourself and something you need to consider. And again, if there is a legitimate concern for the safety of the child or for your safety, regardless of what you decide as far as child support is concerned, you need to speak to someone like a lawyer who can help you make that decision and who can help you do it in a way that's best for you, best for the kids, and best for your specific circumstances. And you need to weigh the options carefully. But it's important that you get all the necessary information first before you make the decision. And the third and final question you should ask yourself is, are you actually going to receive the child support? If you file for child support, are you actually going to get it? Because some people make it really difficult to actually collect child support payments. That's not to say you'll never get it. It's just to say you might not get it regularly. And sometimes that makes it even harder than not getting it at all. Here's what I mean. If, if you receive an award of child support, it's not something that's going to go away. Eventually, you should get it. But you might not get it when you actually want it or need it. I know of people who were still paying child support with their retirement income because they never paid it when their kids were young. But the point of child support is to help you support the child when the child is a child. If I'm getting child support when my child is grown and married and has kids of their own, that's not what I want. That means I didn't get it when I actually could have used it to provide for the child. So, if the other parent is someone who is willing to work odd jobs for cash under the table, it's going to be very difficult to garnish a paycheck, for example. Or if they're willing to hop from job to job, the garnishments are going to be very sporadic. In my own personal experience, I had someone who was willing to hop from job to job literally every handful of months. And It would take a few months for the state to track down a new employer and for them to start the garnishment process. And then by the time I'd get a couple of little partial child support payments, he'd move on to a different job and the process would have to start all over. So it was very sporadic, if I'd get anything at all, for a lot of years. Now, the one thing I could count on once he got far enough behind was that they finally put an IRS Intercept in place. So when he'd file his taxes at the end of the year, if he qualified for any kind of refund, the IRS would send that directly to me. But had he decreased his withholdings from his paycheck, so he wasn't paying as much in throughout the year, he could have potentially made it so there wasn't any refund at all. So it's just in how willing the other person is to go out of their way to avoid paying. And at that time, when this was something that I was dealing with, for a lot of that time, I was living pretty close to paycheck to paycheck. And sometimes it was pretty stressful. So if I'd get a couple of child support checks, I'd start to relax a little. And I'd start to actually think that maybe I'd start getting them regularly. And just when I started to come to expect them and to get used to getting them, He'd quit his job or he'd switch jobs and the checks would stop. And what I found is that I actually spent more time stressed about not getting the money. And the little bit of money I did get wasn't ever enough to do anything but throw me off my budget. And even though I knew I wouldn't be able to count on it for long, I still kept making the mistake of counting on it. Because I was young and immature and living paycheck to paycheck, and I wanted to be able to count on it. But it ended up giving me an excuse to start going over my normal budget. And then when I'd stop getting the checks, I'd really struggle to get back to living on my budget. So if you file for child support, are you actually going to get it when you want to get it? And Is it going to be worth it to you or is it going to cause you more stress? Now, back to what I said in the beginning, in my opinion, in most cases, the more financial support that's available for the child, the better. Rent and a mortgage cost money. Utilities cost money. Driving your car to get your kids to school or daycare or their activities, even the car itself, it all costs money. Food costs money. Daycare costs money. Shit, daycare costs a lot of money. And everything costs more money when you have kids because you need a bigger house. You buy more groceries. You need a bigger or safer vehicle. And kids need clothes and shoes and haircuts. They have doctor appointments. They play sports and do other activities. And it all costs money. And the reality is, it's the responsibility of both parents to provide for the child. Even if you can provide for them without the other parent, how much better would you be able to provide for them with the help of the other parent? And I'm not just talking about their basic needs being met, because yes, It's important that their basic needs are met, obviously, but there's more to life than just getting by. I would much rather be able to afford the nicer, newer, safer, more reliable vehicle compared to something older and maybe not as safe or not as reliable. I would much rather be able to afford to live in a safe neighborhood with a highly rated school district as opposed to one that's a little questionable. I would much rather be able to let my kids play the sports they want to play and explore the interests they have and participate in all the extracurricular activities they want to participate in rather than having to tell them we can't afford it. And if the deciding factor in each of these scenarios is whether or not I'm getting child support to help with the expenses, it's in the best interests of the kids to get the child support. There are very few scenarios where I personally would choose to forego the child support. And that would be if it would impact our actual physical safety and security, or if it's going to cause far more stress and anxiety and inconvenience to attempt to actually collect it than it's worth. Now, like I mentioned briefly in the beginning, I did this both ways and then I switched both of them. With one child, I filed for child support from the very beginning, but the stress and anxiety that it caused me in attempting to actually collect it made it not worth it to me. And then later on, that other parent ended up having more kids and I actually released him of his child support obligation Completely, because the younger kids he had needed that support more than I did. And honestly, when I released it, it was such a weight off my shoulders. And with the other child, I started out not getting support. And and later on, as that child got older, I did request support because there were things that child wasn't getting to do that my other child had gotten to do. And the other parent was capable of providing support. And in both situations, there's no animosity. There have definitely been some challenges over the years. It hasn't always been perfect, but I think we've done all right. Well, there you go. My first ever Q&A episode where I take a real question from someone who's been listening and I answer it here in the podcast. And I'm curious to know if you want to hear any more Q&A episodes like this. If you do, I mean... Send me your questions. And if it's something I feel like I can answer or have at least a little bit of experience in and I can share some insight, I'll do that because I'd love to be able to meet you where you are and talk about the things that are relevant to you right now. So whether it's issues related to single parenting or co-parenting or building a business and entrepreneurship, just reach out and let me know if you have any questions you'd like me to answer. And if I get enough questions, maybe like once a month, I'll do one of these Q&A episodes and answer them. All right, one more thing before I wrap up here. I don't want to forget to tell you a little bit more about my new 30-day purpose journal. This journal was created with the sole intention of helping you reconnect with yourself so you can realign with your purpose and reignite your dreams. And it's the very same journaling practice that I have been following myself for well over the past year. Because once you finally reconnect with yourself, you're then able to realign with your purpose, which will then allow you to know what next steps you need to take in order to start building your actual dream life. Your purpose and your dreams are all inside of you. It's all a part of you. And if you really want to lean into your purpose to live a life that's fully in alignment with your purpose, you have to reconnect with yourself. You have to invest in the relationship you have with yourself. Because when you're disconnected from yourself, you're disconnected from your purpose. In addition to the morning and evening journaling prompts, there's also a goal tracker, a habit tracker, a journaling exercise that's going to really reignite and reawaken those dreams you've maybe been holding on to since before you can even remember those dreams that maybe you've completely forgotten about. Or it's going to help you imagine new dreams and it's going to give you the roadmap to actually create a life that's going to put you on the path to making those dreams a reality and a deep reflection exercise at the end of the month that's going to give you so much clarity on not only who you are, but whether or not you're living your life in true alignment with the version of you that you really want to be. So head over to the show notes for a link to the journal. And I'll also share links to the two episodes where I talk a lot more in depth about everything that's Actually, in the journal. So if you want to do the exact same journaling practice on your own in your own notebook, I give you just about everything from the journal in those two episodes because I want to provide you with the tools that are going to set you up to live out your purpose. And the only way to do that is through intentionally reconnecting with yourself. All the links are in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to the Strong Sassy Single Mom podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, share it with a friend or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram and be sure to tag me so I can share you in my stories too. And if anything I talked about today really spoke to you, send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. As always, it's been an honor to have this conversation with you today. And until next time, you got this.